And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. I'm joining you tonight on a very, very goddamn hot Canadian night. The sun is down and it's still 30 degrees. If you hear a dull roar in the background, that is the only air conditioner keeping me alive. I was telling Matt mine blew up last week and I got a cheaper one. That's not nearly as powerful. I can cool one room, so I have left that one room to come and talk to you. <laughs> well, you get to go back to that room later on. That's that's the idea. Like, look, if I can at least sleep, that's the thing. And and it wasn't the most expensive thing. Literally, uh, the, 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 that should be the modern day find a needle in a haystack, buy an air conditioner during the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's impossible. It really is. I had my finger over a cart at Best Buy, where it's like, okay, so for like, with $800 in shipping, it's an air conditioner and a humidifier and a heater. I'm like, I only want the one thing. When can you get it to me? Eh, probably sometime in August. Oh, so I'd have to suffer for like till the end of this month. <laughs> a to month. Get it. Yeah, just to get it. And even then all the installation and everything, but luckily uh, Kiji came on through. So I'm not, I'm not melting yet, everyone. But you know, if I start sweating oh. profusely on camera, I apologize. <laughs> That'll just be because we're talking about comics. Oh, yeah, which always gets my blood pressure going. Actually, have I talked about that before? I feel I sweat on camera a lot when we do shows. And I, I really do feel like if you hooked me up to a heart thing, like my blood pressure and my heart rate does go up whenever I'm performing for all of you. I I would say it, it does. I mean, I don't notice like with myself anyway but yeah i would say it probably does yeah I, I often notice during the summer i sweat through my clothes i feel like someone someone out there has to be a doctor or a medical student come here and hook me up to some machines and you can write a thesis paper on you know the the body's impact on podcasting and vice versa <laughs> turns out it's slowly killing you i knew that yeah hey, what isn't yeah yeah tell me about it uh, yeah, so we're here tonight. We got all our regulars here. Uh, Me, Elmo X, Bagmaster, uh, Devin the Great, Jaden, Space Lord. Uh, how you been, Matt? How, uh, how's your week been? Pretty good. I've been pretty busy at the end of this week, which is a shame since obviously Ghost of Tsushima came out. Yeah. And I've been wanting to actually properly get into playing it. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I preloaded it on midnight there and I've been playing around in it for the last little bit. Uh, it's pretty goddamn cool it has some really interesting ideas about progression i like that it doesn't have a hud or a regular map system you literally follow the mm -hmm. wind that's what i uh, that's one of the things and I, I might have said it on twitter or something but i feel like that's that's like an actual game changing system they've got there it's an organic in-world mm. tracking system it's not like oh here's an icon go to that icon it's actually yeah all organic it feels like it's not taking you out of the game or anything absolutely i'm not looking at the mini map i'm actually looking at the world that they've mm -hmm. built and it's really beautiful it is it's a really damn good looking world challenging too i think we can all agree in the early game fuck those archers oh fuck them hard i'll be I'll doing i'll be doing really good in a fight i'll have my counter game on i'll feel like, you know, like a great Kurosawa samurai, and then, oh, nope, dead with arrows from off-screen. Fuck. <laughs> you can get moves later that make them less horrible, but, uh, but yeah, fuck, uh, fuck them archers. Yeah, I always, I always end up trying to, like, hit them from a distance with, like, a fire arrow, just mm. so, like, it, if it doesn't kill them, it, like, 
takes them out of the battle for just a little bit, just so I can kill off all these men. <laughs> yeah, you like your fire arrow, so you can be like, oh, you like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the chat reminded me too. Yeah, D- Dynamite did a bad. I didn't mention that in the news when I put that together this week, because I think everyone sees and it shows for itself. Uh, I'm glad I don't review any Diamond comics, or Dynamite comics, I should say. And uh, yes, they have tried to butter me up in the past, but uh, I never did end up doing anything with them, so I'm in the clear at least. It's funny, because I like I knew there was a, a Green Hornet book coming out, and I didn't pay attention, to, and it was from Dynamite, and I was going to uh, give it a look, but I didn't pay attention to who the writer was, because that doesn't particularly matter to me if it's a new book mm. i like just exploring new things mm. and i'm glad i didn't because the new writer on that green hornet book is fucking scott liddell Ooh, oh no <laughs> so it's like a double <laughs> two for dynamite jesus christ we'll we'll take all your garbage and all your cast offs apparently <laughs> oh yeah oh oh <laughs> But uh, yeah, for anyone who was interested in that, that's about as far as Matt and I go with Dynamite again. They tried to butter me up. They sent me copies of uh, The Boys and some Vampirella shit for a little mm-hmm. bit. I think I think I might be on their mailing list, but uh, beyond that, uh, <laughs> I'll have to get off that at some point. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy enough to cut them out because I don't think their books would have done well on our channel anyway. And now we get to do no. so and not feel bad about it. <laughs> But uh, yes, everyone, we do have comic news uh, for the week. I promise this won't just be the ghost of Tsushima cast, although it could be. <laughs> it, could, it could be. You never know. It, it very well could. be could. hiding in that tall grass. Could be. If, if friggin' tall grass, man, it's there. <laughs> I, I'm sure Matt and I will talk about it more. I don't want to spoil for Matt because I'm actually further along than him. It was my birthday this week, so I was able to put some time in on it. Nice. Although because of that, too, I also didn't get to read as many comics as I wanted to this week. And there was a lot of comics this week. There, there absolutely was. It was like the biggest week since this pandemic hit. And next week's even bigger. Is it seriously? Yeah, it was about the same. But like, I think there's at least four or five Empire books. Oh, God damn. Well, I better I better boogie then on some of these because I would hate falling yeah. behind. Like literally, it came from being like, oh, I can go at a snail's pace because it doesn't matter because there's not going to be that many books to no, no. If you want to cover these, you do have to actually get to work. Yeah, I've now got a backlog again, which same. I didn't before. <laughs> same, same. So yeah, we'll, we'll try and get through what we read this week as best we can. Yeah. Uh, all right. What else do we got going on here in the official news which i have over on the side you'll have to excuse me skype changed its shit again so now i need to find where everything is uh oh speaking of x-men matt this is a perfect segue right here uh pepe larza uh one of your favorite artists and one of my favorite artists too the man has absolutely been killing it on everything he's done uh showed off this week along with a bunch of covers for the upcoming x of swords events we got to see uh the villain team that uh, the mutants are going to be facing in this X of Swords events, and they are the sword bearers of uh, Araco, Araka, whatever the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. It's it's the other island, that other island. Yeah, yeah, the the island that Jonathan Hickman has been building up between uh, this war and apocalypse was involved, and he still might be some way. Yeah. I, uh, I was confused at first because I assumed like, oh, X of Swords, I bet they're going to be fighting the Four Horsemen. I bet those are going to be the villains, the original Four Horsemen. And I was half right. There's like eight sword bearers and at least two of them are original horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. And a bunch of new ones 
whose names are all anagrams of each other and they're all very weird and very alien and and they all have swords so the x-men all need to get swords to fight their swords <laughs> that's of course. Of that's course. that's just how the game is played it's not like the x-men could get guns to fight their swords that's unfair you need to have swords versus swords that'll be the next the next uh the next event is x of guns x of guns oh you thought wolverine was deadly before now he has a gun <laughs> yeah he has guns that come out of his his knuckles now how has gun no barrel how has no one created that character yet you can literally call him barrel and yeah he has like friggin gun barrels come out from his knuckles <laughs> how the fuck have they not invented that, that yet that is trademark of the comet multiverse 2020 do not Fendi steal. Rider uses that. We will sue. Yes. Uh, uh, original character. Very good character. Do not steal. <laughs> as, a, as the chat is mentioning too, there's also a very conspicuous masked woman amongst the sword bearers, which naturally, why would you have a masked character if they weren't going to ultimately reveal to be somebody? Yeah. They, they, and they didn't name this character. And it has me thinking, it's like, oh, is this going to be like Moira? Mm, yeah, really. Hey, I'm in multiple places at once. <laughs> They, they they could easily do it as like this is this is her setting all of this up mm. to combat charles because obviously there's that whole thing where she didn't it's heavily alluded that she didn't agree with what he was doing on the island right, and right. he might have did, done something to her oh i like that a lot or again too because we have multiple clones and everything running around now and you know like perfect bodies and everything it would make sense mm -hmm. yeah yeah they, like in x-force yeah they have that thing where you can uh when, when you come back you can come back with like certain memories or mm -hmm. like people might be able to install certain memories into your into your mind yeah the chat has a good pitch too the masked woman is actually rick flair of the wcw four horsemen <laughs> Woo! i've been alive since ancient babylonia Woo! <laughs> styling and profiling mean apocalypse wearing thousand dollar gator shoes <laughs> that's uh that's rick flair's power to never die <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so x of swords looks pretty cool and it's long too isn't it like 24 parts or something oh, insane yeah i didn't know that like i saw that and i'm like wait x of swords issue 24 wait what and <laughs> i thought this was like a 10 issue event yeah and i was thinking to myself like these can't all be important right some of these have got to be throwaway tie-ins no it's part one part two <laughs> yeah you gotta fucking read them all i'm gonna read them all of Same. course but yeah like jesus christ i wonder if this is like something they did on purpose to be like okay we need to get some more new readers on these books so we're gonna make this an event you have to read every because it's like yeah. you've got to read like marauders and new mutants and all of these things to actually find the whole story yeah so even books you're not reading honestly i think this is the most old-timey x-men idea ever because this is going back to like age of apocalypse and shit or executioner mm -hmm. song like x-men used to be famous back in the 90s for having stupidly long events and now they're like hey we're back again so time to get nostalgic with big long events yeah, and hey it's gonna get like i've been meaning to get back into new mutants and all that for a long time this is the, this is the push this is the push that's gonna make me pick these books back up yeah yeah that's probably good too it's like look if you haven't been reading all of these you're gonna be starting now mm-hmm one way or another i'll i'll be interested to be like okay now how much knowledge do you actually need or can you jump right into these yeah yeah so there's your x of swords everyone coming coming very soon as we are hitting the belated event season mm -hmm. 
Yeah, as I was yeah. saying, as we hit the belated event season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else? Now, what else do we got going on here in the world of comics? So, ooh, DC uh, had a big new solicitation for October, I do believe it is. And uh, in that solicitation, they announced some new creative teams that are going to be coming down the pipeline. Some are official and some are kind of soft official. Obviously, uh, Joshua Williamson is going to be wrapping up Flash uh, with a hundred issues and they've already announced the new person taking over and that's going to be kevin schnick schneck i don't quite know how to pronounce that <laughs> yeah i i'm not too familiar with that i looked him up and he's more of like a like a tv writer uh, like actor he's written like some robot chicken and, interesting uh some of that marvel spider-man and stuff like oh. that hmm. yeah uh i i know there was like a lot of thought uh, and we even mentioned this in the last episode. Clearly, something was supposed to happen, whether it was supposed to be 5G or something that was going to reset the DC universe and everything was going to go back to scratch. And there was a lot of talk about getting TV writers and a lot of people outside uh, the regular comic bubble to come in and write. And I wonder, was this guy part of it? I know Batman was supposed to be taken over by like a new movie writer and that never happened mm -hmm. or, you know, it feels like it because yeah, he's like, like that Batman one. He's like a TV writer. Uh. And wasn't there also, wasn't, I'm sure there was someone else that was in like a similar sort of entertainment industry sort of thing doing one of the books. And there's also like a bunch of editors who are doing books as well, which is very strange. And it's mm -hmm. one of these situations where it's like, okay, so clearly these books were maybe not meant to come out or not meant to come out in the way that they are. And are mm -hmm. these going to be important runs to jump onto? Or is this again, as I've said before, just a holding pattern until death metal can finish. And then we'll assumedly be going back to new number ones. Yeah. Well, I, as I said with that, when I did that flashpoint, echo, uh, that flash forward epilogue with death metal, it looks like they're repurposing 5g right. somehow to like fit in as like, a soft reboot right, at the right. end of death metal maybe possibly uh because again too like we were all pretty sure oh so james tynan's gonna be done with batman at 100 no mm -hmm. he's staying on till at least 101 and maybe a few more after that so whatever mm -hmm. the plans were it looks like they've changed yeah absolutely yeah but yeah it's gonna be hard for, for this guy to follow on after uh joshua williamson's uh amazing run on on the mm. flash like it's gonna be hard to top that no doubt uh the other new writer that we know confirmed uh wonder woman is going to be taken over by hey uh, another canadian uh mariko tamaki is going to be taking over uh wonder woman her work you'll probably remember uh from that she hulk run uh where mm -hmm. she was dealing with ptsd that was pretty solid she's written a bunch of stuff but that's the one that i remember really enjoying and uh they also changed the cover of this wonder woman one where the first one looked a lot more serious and the new one looks a little bit more playful and comedic. It's Wonder Woman uh, teaming up with Maxwell Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For kind of like a Mulder and Scully weird buddy cop thing. And I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a fuck of a pitch. All right. Yeah, it looked, it looked completely different to like what they originally had, which, yeah, it looked a bit more of like a serious story. Mm. And I mean, it still might be. It's oh, yeah. Just cover, covers lie all the fucking oh, time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it's funny, Maxwell Lord, because uh, naturally he's going to be in that new Wonder Woman movie, so they probably want to keep him, like, relevant again and get him back mm -hmm. in, because he's been off the table basically since Justice League Suicide Squad. No one's done anything with yeah. him. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, there, there, there were rumors he was coming back, and I guess this is what it was for. I, I think Orlando brought him back at the end of his run. Mm-hmm. His run is either over now or ending. It's Yeah, I think it's just on his last issue. And I kind of want to hop back into Orlando's run now that I know that it leads to this, because, yeah, I want to give this Tamaki Wonder Woman book a try, and that's not just because I want to support other Canadians. I also generally want to <laughs> see, like, all right, this this seems fucking weird and out there. Let's go for it, because the thing everyone remembers about Wonder Woman is that she fucking broke Maxwell Lord's neck. Yeah, I'm a couple of issues behind on his run, but I do intend to, like, finish those up before this run starts, or at least before the first issue. Right. Uh, there was also rumor... Uh, that Aquaman is probably getting a new writer, or at least was getting a new writer, so I thought, but it seems like Kelly Sue DeConnick is still still on the book. Yeah, again, I think, like, this 5G was meant to, like, give all these books new writers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, something something's going on. I imagine they're still using the, the, these writers just, like, in different ways now, like just yeah. simple one-and-done stories or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I always thought that, you know, DeConnick going to Wonder Woman was inevitable because it's like, well, you know, she's the woman who reinvented Carol Danvers and made Captain Marvel. Uh, She basically wrote the story that the movie is based on and everything. I'm shocked they never tapped her for that. That seemed obvious. Yeah, maybe that's why, because it was an obvious choice. I guess. I would have liked to have seen her on Detective, actually. I thought uh, my, my, my dream pitch, and I've mentioned this on other shows when they go back to number one, I want Matt Fraction to write Batman, and I want DeConnick to write Detective, and I want this husband and wife team to compete in their household on who's writing the better Batman. You know, I, I'd really like her to get on, like, a Superman book. Mm. Have, have, like, a woman writer on a Superman book. That'd I like be really that. cool. That would be very fun. I would read the shit out of that. Also, too, I think we can yeah. all agree. Just just get anyone new on Superman. <laughs> ben, ben, just, 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 just one of the books. Just give up one of the books yeah, to why, someone else. Yeah, why, why do you need both, Ben? Well, I know exactly why he needs both. Because it's like, look, I'm going to do whatever I want. And I don't want anyone complaining to editors, so just write both and do whatever the fuck you want. That way you can only contradict yourself, and oh, I'll contradict myself. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there's your DC news, everyone. Uh, one book that was surprisingly absent and something that uh, they haven't said yet, but you would think they would want to rush this news, is obviously who's going to be writing Red Hood now that Scott Lobdell is not only done, but shamed and assumedly blackballed from DC going forward. Yeah. I have a film feeling that maybe because he he wrote the character for so long um and he's basically become synonymous with the character like mm. when you think red uh, red hood oh that's that scott Liddell run you know sad but true um maybe it's maybe they're like gonna retire the character just for a little bit mm, yeah let him let let it rest let the stink uh kind of wear off that yeah. makes sense and i mean he kind of does still exist in that uh uh, batman the animated series book that's true which is the version i think a lot of people have been waiting to see someone had a good mm-hmm. pitch on twitter i'm sorry if i don't remember you or your pitch exactly but it was basically something like put him put him on another team for christ's sake be done with red hood and the outlaws but like make him a supporting character in something else yeah yeah P- put him on like send him to like i don't know justice league odyssey or something yeah or Some, something weird like get rid of Ezreal and put him in in his place or something hey everyone i'm here or again when they inevitably redo the Titans in some variety, it would be funny to see Red Hood there, where it's like, well, I was a Rob and I was a sidekick. As I said, he need. I think he needs to like a complete status quo change, including totally. like costume and name. Agree. Like, just like 
do something different. Hey, you're swing wing again. Remember when we jokingly said that you might become that uh, in a Batman Incorporated all those years ago? And the swing wing suit is great. Yeah, I thought it would have would have been cool, but it's, it's not going to happen because the character is actually coming back. But I thought it would have been cool if like he would have took. T- taken up like the nightwing mantle for a little bit there yeah exactly sh- it would have been pretty interesting yeah i'm shocked they've never tried that actually in any regard yeah yeah that would be interesting yeah i'm, j- I'm just looking at pictures of the swing wing suit now yeah it's not bad it's pretty good <laughs> hell make him like the flame bird to nightwing's nightwing oh yeah 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 i don't think anyone's uh that currently no 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 one is <laughs> yeah they got rid of the original flame bird a while ago also, wait, have I got that wrong? Uh, was Swingwing actually a character from The Boys? I think that might have been. Which character was I thinking from Batman Incorporated? It was something wing. I know that oh, much. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, God, Batman Inc. was so long ago. <laughs> now I gotta search that because I feel stupid for not remembering it. It wasn't Batwing. <laughs> that was another thing entirely. Which, man. <laughs> was it Was it just wing? Yeah, no, it wasn't just wing. Man, it, 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 it's so fucked up, too, that poor... Uh, what is it poor uh batwing every version of batwing can't uh can't catch a fucking break right can't get nothing no 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 he was gonna but yeah <laughs> no it wasn't darkwing no i don't think jason todd has ever been on the suicide squad even though he would probably be like an excellent uh excellent addition to that's, that team. that's one thing that's like really really confused me about the new 52 that like seemed like a given like oh this dark edgy character goes to this dark edgy team and it never happened it was wingman that's what it was Wing, wingman it was god damn it. wingman which again is like kind of like fucking silly at the same time like oh i'm your wingman nightwing and wingman <laughs> <laughs> having adventures uh, it's a cool suit it's like a bat suit with a visor and everything and a cape that looks mm-hmm. more like a coat it's good shit <laughs> yeah there i figured it out everyone i'm not i'm not stupid i can use google to figure out what the <laughs> fuck i'm talking about uh all right so from moving on from red hood to another character that is sometimes equally as contentious but for completely different reasons and that character is rorschach who uh matt i i feel like you and i kind of must have said this at some point or another and that is like huh i could imagine tom king doing a rorschach book at some point and well he absolutely is and thanks pat senior for that appreciate it thank you yeah yeah god damn it like when this came out i was i was so upset because like why why do we need like another rorschach book I, I too was on a similar roller coaster of emotions because on one hand it's like well I sure didn't like how he wrote Batman as you know like uh, this crazy weirdo who spoke in broken sentences and pushed everyone away because he was a genuine piece of shit man he basically wrote Batman to be Rorschach oh now he's actually doing a Rorschach book oh my <laughs> I think probably the worst thing as well is it's a it's a original rorschach book it's not yeah Reggie, yeah what that which, like like complete fucking waste of a character totally what was the point of spending so much time in doomsday clock building a brand new modern non-problematic rorschach only to just go back and do the kovacs version yeah yeah and uh, again like reggie was like much more of an interesting character mm. than rorschach with his story about taking the rorschach mantle and changing it into something more positive yeah like something that affected his life so terribly and using that as a force for good i thought that was really interesting 
I'm not. Now we're gonna go co Kovacs and again snipers shooting Robert Redford and whatnot. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying that this Rorschach Tom King book can't work. I'm just saying there's a lot of like you know potholes and roadblocks to it. And also, <laughs> DC man, maybe read the room a little bit. Maybe maybe now in 2020 we don't need the racist, sexist, homophobic member of the Watchmen to get a book. Maybe maybe you could have done any of the other ones yeah yeah and again it's not like again i i don't think tom king is so completely up his own ass that he would be like oh here's rorschach the hero no i think he understands that rorschach is an asshole and that's the point and everything but even still it's hard to get excited yeah. like i can't wait to read this guy's adventures <laughs> yeah and it's even worse because you know like how it's gonna end so like the story in the grand scheme of things doesn't even really matter no because the watchman story is done we know how it ends so it's like okay where where is this story going to take place it can't it can't possibly be new can it and then i think to myself well you know between this and death metal number two which we'll talk about i guess i guess the limiters are off now i guess pandora's box is open and we can just keep <laughs> using watchman forever whenever we want now huh yeah yeah like, say what you want about Doomsday Clock and how long it took to get finished and whether or not it pivoted during the middle, uh, middle part. At least, at the very least, Jeff Johns cared and had a certain, you know, level of respect. And, you know, mm -hmm. uh, what is it for? The legacy of Watchmen and its characters. And that you know, he didn't move them too far. And, you know, he didn't be like, oh, you know, be sure to come back next time to see what they do. Yeah, he didn't use the characters outside of what they've already been used for and he put he didn't like, but he also at the same time invented new ways to look at those characters yeah and he put the toys back when he was done basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now it seems like the toys are out of the box forever now and it's like so this this is going to be the new normal huh for watchmen moving forward yeah i guess so i i'm sure if you you know felt a disturbance in the force a couple days ago when this news was announced and, you know, when Death Metal 2 dropped, that was just the sound of Alan Moore somewhere deep in his cave, tearing out his beard hairs and not knowing why. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, out of all the characters, they, of course, choose this one. Like, you couldn't do, like, you know, a Hollis Mason story or, like, even build off the stuff that was in Doomsday Clock. We've got uh, uh, Laurie's uh, son or Marionette's son, who yeah. is now imbued seemingly with the powers of Dr. Manhattan yeah and uh, you got reggie you got like all these really interesting characters but now gotta go back to rorschach gotta you know keep people know him keep going back to the same well he's he's basically the poster child of the watchman which is weird to say i, I well, given his character is absolutely weird to say <laughs> yeah that he's he's the one it's just i i and, and like the other thing that hits me too where it's like oh you're doing a rorschach mini huh I guess I guess that means we can't get another question one, huh? Yeah, that was another really weird thing. Like, yeah, we we've got that one question one, and even like in the Lois Lane book, like question was built up all this really really big character and like important stuff. But yeah, no, the Rorschach, the character that is aping off of the question. Yeah, and again, I could be wrong. It could be good, but just for the times we live in, and just you know, given Tom King's own spotty track record, I have to go really really okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i guess and i mean i'm sure it'll make a lot of money i'm sure people will be super oh absolutely and, and also too and this is like a side tangent in and of itself 
Another one for Black Label, huh? What the fuck is Black Label even supposed to be anymore? It's basically whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. It's whatever. So it's like, okay, so we can have, like, outside continuity stories, but also Watchmen stories, but also, like, just uh, whatever. Yeah. It's whatever. It's whatever. It's fucking whatever. We were so excited for Black Label when it started, and now every time they announce something new, I'm like, really? Yeah, it's, and it's books that don't need to be under Black Label either. <laughs> yeah, that you could just come out with, but, yeah. And, and then there's books that do come out, like Deceased, that should be under Black Label, but they're not. Yeah, absolutely not. And, again, perfect segue, uh, stuff like White Knight as well. Actually, no, is White Knight Black Label? No, I don't think it is. It is, yeah. Okay, it is, actually? Mm-hmm. Okay, but they don't do the weird... It wasn't, it wasn't, and then it was. That's right, it was one of the first ones they put in. You're right, it just it just missed the cutoff. And mm-hmm. I, it reminded me of it, too, because Black Label doesn't have the fucked up pages thing where they're bigger, so when you and I try and cut our videos, it's always a pain in the ass. Oh, that's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I, that's another reason I hate... I, I just have a Pavlovian response to Black Label. I'm like, oh, it's going to take me twice as long to fucking edit now because i got to manipulate every page. <laughs> but hey on another note there uh the the white knight averse the sean gordon murphy white knight averse uh we hadn't heard much about it but it seems to continue to be uh chugging along there despite the fact that sean gordon murphy himself has been in pretty much social media silence follows some stupid comments he made and some bad friends that he seems to keep <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. But they announced mm-hmm. that the first spinoff in this will be a brand new Harley Quinn book written by uh, Katana Collins. And you're probably thinking, that's not a real name. That's a pen name. Who the fuck is Katana Collins? I don't care, but it's a cool name. <laughs> do, you, do you know who Katana Collins is, Matt? I don't know. Uh, Sean Gordon Murphy's wife. Ah, okay. Yeah, she writes romance novels, which I'm like, yeah, that's, oh, okay. that's the name of a romance novelist for sure. <laughs> and she's And she's going to be writing the first one. Which again, you know, hey, right on, you know, given uh, given your wife some uh, work there and everything, which you know is uh, probably pretty uncontroversial too, because I'm sure if they got anyone else, they'd be like, hey, how how do you feel about how Murphy's been conducting himself this way? She's like, well, well, I love the guy, I live with him, ha ha ha. <laughs> so they get around that this is going to be a short one it's going to focus on a harley quinn also from the art too it looks like maybe uh they're going to be going back a little bit and maybe talking about uh what happened to jason and everything which will no doubt lead mm-hmm. into uh the new story for when they eventually do the third oh, installment it absolutely will i mean the the last book ended with that as well so yeah yeah as kirk said i guess it's just adult stories at this point that's fair enough adult stories most of which star batman <laughs> i mean wasn't that the whole thing with black label anyway like it was all like it was meant to be more like mature yeah yeah so and then they like completely got cold feet with the first book because you saw like the outline of batman's dick exactly which leads me to believe it's like look i don't see what you're doing in these black label books that you can't do in the main universe anyway yeah. clearly the big sticking point was nudity and you're not allowed to do nudity because they'll make fun of you on like Colbert and all the other nighttime shows, and apparently you can't handle that, DC. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 books don't do anything different that that other comics do. I think like every now and then there's like the odd swear word. Or right. Like, so what? Yeah. So what? <laughs> well, I I I I I will burst into flames if a naughty word is read by mine eyes. <laughs> <laughs> if you know that yeah exactly release the bat wang cut that's what we really want <laughs> we demand more dong on every page 
<laughs> oh, you think that's bad? Wait until, uh, what is it? Uh, Superman must fight his greatest foe yet, the octopus. <laughs> <laughs> the alien octopus. That'll be like some artist, like Black Mercy design. Yeah, really. What's a octopus? Exactly what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. But, uh, yeah, I'm interested in the Harley book. Harley, I think we can agree, was probably one of the best characters from the White Knight universe. She basically was the White Knight of the original story and was incredibly important in the sequel. Absolutely, yeah. she was. She's definitely my favorite version of Harley Quinn. She's really good. She's really solid. You know, between this, the Harley Quinn TV show, and uh, what uh, Taylor is doing with her in uh, Suicide mm-hmm. Squad right now, Harley Harley's on the upswing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's actually being written by people who who give a damn yeah. and actually want to give her a character. Yes, and not just a, a great design that you can slap on merchandise. Mm-hmm. I really I really hope they pick someone good to write her new solo series because obviously, again, like I said, things are probably going back to number one soon. I hope they get someone good. Yeah, I imagine we'll we'll learn more at that fandom event. Yeah, next yeah. I know they have those uh, Harley black and white books out right now, which I have not read yet, but they seem to have some really great talent on there. Mark Russell wrote one. Tim Seeley was writing one. I saw, uh, what is it, a, a panel from a issue that came out this week. Again, there's so many, like, actual books out. I haven't been able to keep up with all the fun digital. And it was like, you know, uh, like, uh, what the fuck would you call it? Like, Andy Warhol's New York but with like a mm-hmm. bunch of super villains so it was like bougie bane it was like bane but yeah. it was like a really tall woman in a fur coat and i'm like i don't know what this is but i want to see it yeah yeah his, his stuff like uh mark russell's stuff with harley quinn was is really interesting I'd, I'd love for him to get that book he's uh he's my pick for sure i think uh, i think they'd be silly not to give him that because he is genuinely funny if he was able to write wonder twins and get two volumes out of that i think he can handle harley yeah, well, yeah, and he did that really great, like, Year of the Villain one-shot with her that, like, made fun of the whole event and, like, just just was just a fun book. Yeah, agreed. I think there's a lot of mileage you can still get out of that. So, all right, what else do we got going on here? Uh, ooh, uh, here's some Star Wars news for you. Uh, one of Matt and mine's favorite things to talk about. We've been saying forever, hey, when's the next star wars cartoon gonna be because this is like one of the longest stretches we've gone with that one well it was announced the bad batch will be the next series yes that first arc of the newest season of clone wars that totally felt like a backdoor pilot well guess what it was a backdoor pilot (laughs) yeah um yeah so and this is this is being uh touted as like a direct sequel to the clone wars because it's going to be set after the clone wars and follow the bad batch uh as a group of mercenaries nice and yeah appa- apparently there was there was there was two animated projects there was the, this one and then they were gonna do one with the um those two women that everyone fucking hated in those clone wars episodes with ahsoka oh yeah the twins the one that really reminded me of rosie perez but was not rosie perez yeah <laughs> yeah um it was between them and bad batch and i guess like that's why those episodes were in there just to like kind of gauge past the waters so yeah. to, like test the waters and i guess bad batch won thank god yeah now that being said i would still very much watch like an underworld star wars show maybe not starring those two characters specifically but i totally still watch well, that well i mean this can be that since they're going to be like mercenary bounty hunters type sort of thing and it leads into like i know um 
Sam Witwer, the guy who voices Darth Maul, uh, knows quite a bit about this show. Ooh. Like behind the scenes, sort of like he's seen stuff about it. And so it makes me question, it's like, oh, is Darth Maul going to be in the show? Because there's clearly still a big chunk of Darth Maul's history that goes mm-hmm. unexplored between this and Solo. Yeah, yeah, well, between this and how he gets, like, left on Malachor and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As the chat is saying, too, oh, so the D. Bradley Baker show, yes, the show where D. Bradley <laughs> Baker will voice 90% of the cast and yes. it'll just be him talking to himself. Yeah, he's going to voice that. He's doing the animation as well. Yeah, he's just he's doing it all, <laughs> recording it in his basement. It's going to take a long time because he's a slow drawer, but, you know. <laughs> that must be, like, the, the biggest win for a show like that. It was like, oh, like, we only need this one guy, and he can do all the voices in, like, a weekend, and amazing. we've got, like, the whole show. <laughs> amazing, amazing. I, I get a really strong A-team vibe, all of this. Like, if you can find them, <laughs> you can hire the Bad Batch. Dun, 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 dun. I would love if it was just that, just, like, a wacky, like, A-team in the star wars universe that'd be so fucking cool and in an interesting time frame too you know the what is it the republic has fallen the empire is on the rise do you think this show could have the potential maybe to cross over with some stuff from rebels you think they'd ever meet rex again (laughs) well yeah uh, that was like another thing apparently rex and ahsoka are going to be in the show not all the time but like pop in every now and then because like i think that's i think that's going to be the lead into how the these clones actually survive like getting the, mm. the chip out of their brain and everything yeah they'll have to explain that won't they mm-hmm. especially because as we said before there's been a little a little discontinuity on uh what is it how rex did it was like i cut my own chip out no he didn't i remembered it wrong i'm old <laughs> i i said that before we wrote this my bad <laughs> uh what is it another guy jt wizzy from the chat the incels are scared that they're going to add a female fe- uh what is it fet clone to round out the bad batch that would be interesting <laughs> where it's like ah oh, yes and you're on the bad batch what was your defect i came out a woman can't you tell oh <laughs> i mean i don't I, I i don't call that a defect i call that an interesting feature right on uh, the, the weird thing as well is still voiced by d bradley baker he's just that good a performer <laughs> he's just that good <laughs> but yeah no, it'd, be, it'd be his wife <laughs> yeah really yeah I, i'm interested in bad batch they were a cool group but i mean come on they had that sweet black and red armor what's not to love yeah exactly yeah Everything about them is just fucking cool, and I bet the show's going to be fucking cool. I guess, too, in terms of writing and storytelling, this will be more in line with Clone Wars, more action-heavy than, say, uh, the Rebel stuff was a lot more story and character-heavy. Not to say they can't have story mm-hmm. and character, too. Oh, yeah, I imagine they're definitely going to have that. And I, I'm, I'm wondering if it's going to suffer from the same thing that all of these animated Star Wars shows have done, which is, like, the first season is kind of rough yeah then you get into the second season and it's just it's just amazing that is usually how it goes right and i i wonder too where it's like so you know i I guess the idea is is that the bad batch you can still worry about each individual member of them because obviously they didn't make it into the other movies so any one of them could still die at any moment Mm -hmm. absolutely so that certainly helps there they don't have the prequel protection that a lot of the other characters have Mm -hmm. yeah which man, wouldn't that be crazy? They go out, they go full band of brothers on it, and they all die at the end. That'd be cool, but as well as like, I'm, I like thinking it's like, oh, what if like one survives and they like appear in like the Mandalorian? Or again, what if uh, Dindajaran shows up here at some point? Because again, we're getting into that timeline now where they could still potentially maybe do something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I imagine like we'd get more stuff on like Death Watch and then, and like the Mandalorian since Dave Filoni is like is pretty obsessed with them. Very, very. Yeah, we're gonna see that fucking owl again. I hope we see the fucking owl again. <laughs> I am so hyped about that goddamn owl. Please continue to tell that story, please. <laughs> they go. They go to Mortis. Because why not? Why the fuck not? But yeah, Bad Batch sounds cool. I can't wait for this. This is totally up my alley and yeah you get you get more clone wars you get more troopers yeah yeah it never it never has to end no uh all righty then what else did we have going here oh here's some uh unexpected news i really didn't think i'd be writing this one down grant morrison's new series proctor valley road set to debut from mbc universal's brand new comic company yeah, they for some reason they've got a comic company now. Okay, I guess NBC Universal just wasn't all right owning everything else that it owned, so now they're trying to get into the comic business. I mean, guys, I don't I don't know who told you this, but comics don't make that much money, and it's not really what many people would call a growth industry. You really you really want to throw your money in here? Yeah. Well, we say it's not really a growth industry, but wasn't there that story that came out like just the other week, where it's like comics, like in 2020 or something, it made like 1.3 billion dollars or something. It had one of the biggest years on record, which you know I'm sure we'll do. I wonder if they saw that and be like, we want, we want that money. Oh, almost certainly. And again, you know, good news like that, I'm sure will you know do nothing to dissuade all the same mouth breathers. Really, comics are dying. Yeah. Man, yeah. man, I loved when Tom Taylor made fun of those guys. It's like, but the comic <laughs> industry is dying, really, because according here, had one of the best years on record, which I wonder if quarantine has something to do with that, that people had more time to sit down and actually read and get back into comics. Oh, absolutely. It's the same with gaming. Like, gaming, like, saw a huge, huge rise in thanks to this pandemic, so much so that Sony have, uh, have uh, upped their production of the PS5. Yeah, I guess when you got nothing but disposable time. Yeah. Eh, nothing else to do. Uh, I wonder, too, if NBC Universal, if they're like, hey, you know, we see all the good stuff that uh, Disney is doing with owning Marvel. Can we can we own a comic company? Uh, no, no, you cannot, actually, because most of them are already spoken for. Oh, fuck. Well, we'll make our own comic company with Blackjack and Hookers and Grant Morrison. <laughs> Who will bring his own Blackjack and Hookers. <laughs> Grant Morrison just sticks his head in through a window. Hey, did I hear you talking about Blackjack and Hookers? I want in. <laughs> Grant, he wants in. Grant, he wants in. <laughs> uh, all right, do you have an idea? Oh, I have lots of ideas. I don't even know what Proctor Valley Road's about. I just know it's about Grant Morrison because he's one of those creators who can just sell anything just on the nature of being him. Oh, it, it, it'll it be it'll be some trippy fucking like journey through his mind, which I will definitely read. Yes, which we'll have to check out. Uh... <laughs> Man, why is Grant Morrison not on this new season of Doom Patrol? They totally need him to have a cameo at some point. I want to say he will. I wouldn't, like, or, like, somehow appear in the show or something, or get referenced. <laughs> like, literally introduce Animal Man and do a version of Coyote Gospel in Doom Patrol. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Where literally, but you update it for modern times where it's like oh why did i feel like that got edited out of existence and grant morrison is the guy editing doom patrol <laughs> because they did actually mention him in episode one uh, what is it mr nobody when he said who's st uh, who stuck around after the first episode uh, obsessive nerds people who can't change the channel and grant morrison fans 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Mr. Nobody clearly knows that Grant Morrison exists. <laughs> so there you go. But uh, that's this is interesting. I guess we'll keep you posted on NBC Universal's uh, attempt to get into the world of comics. I don't see it going great. Yeah, I, I, I can't see it lasting very long. Yeah. It de- well, I guess it just depends on, like, yeah, the content. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a hell of a thing. So, uh... I guess with that out of the way, we can talk about... Oh, thank you, uh, Pat Sr., who is now hosting the stream. Appreciate it. Uh, yes. I, I guess with that out of the way, we can talk about what we read this week. I didn't read everything, but I tried to read as much as I can. So we'll talk about mm-hmm. that now. Where where would you like to begin, Matt? Uh, well, let's begin with Death Metal. Yes, Death Metal. Which, man, uh, so I, I, I kind of like Poopod issue one. It's not that I hated it. But that I'm just like, God, this is a lot to take in. This is a lot to digest. I liked issue two much more, and I think I liked it for all the reasons people ended up hating it, and that is this issue was basically a comedy and didn't take itself seriously at all. <laughs> oh, it's 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 popcorn fun. It's just having so much fun and just being like, this, this whole premise is ridiculous. We're not going to take ourselves seriously. Here's fucking the batman who last put in his brain in dr manhattan's body or a dr manhattan body the the thing that got me like right off the bat it's like i'm the batam i'm you know the adam and the batman and then he gets run over by a monster truck and then swamp thing elbows the monster truck that is also batman and that kills it and i'm like okay so this is supposed to be funny right like there's like you are doing shtick here even though it doesn't mm-hmm. look like shtick cuz everything is you know drawn to be like a heavy metal album cover oh this is fun yeah yeah it's not taking it's all schlock thank it's you just, it's amazing that's a good way of, thank you it is schlock you're absolutely right and there's nothing wrong with schlock so long yeah. as you know what you're in for and i feel like a lot of people don't know that this is schlock mm-hmm. yet Oh, no, they don't. They're still taking it seriously. Right. Because, again, it's like we're doing fun. Evil Alfreds are doing brain surgery. This is schlock. Yeah. It, while Wonder Woman plans on going into the dark multiverse to steal crisis energy and use it to stop a, a giant woman god. Yes. From It's schlock. It's absolutely schlock. It's schlock, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did love, uh, what is it, Batman and, like, the superhero crypt there waking up a bunch of Golden Age heroes, which I wonder, is that how they're going to justify all those heroes coming back to life and being part of shit now? Where it's like, oh, yeah, Batman brought them back to life when he reordered the universe. Maybe, yeah. And oh, as well, as like I, I'm guessing the end game's going to be them remaking, the like, getting the energy and remaking the universe. And, that, and yeah, it's just going to bring everyone back to life. And that's going to be their fresh start right there. My favorite bit is that you see, like, all the original, like, JSA members and all their names on the graves. Except for when you get to Black Canary, who is just obscured because Batman is standing in front of it. I'm like, ah, yes, because that's the original Black Canary, Black Canary's mom. But we can't talk about that because that, that'll make your fucking head explode with continuity. <laughs> In fact, I don't think they've ever addressed that, which I love the idea that Batman's standing in front of that. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, there's apparently an alternate universe out there where Bruce Wayne became Dr. Manhattan and the Batman who laughed saved that body so he could become unto a god and so he could fight Perpetua too. Yeah, it's, it's very unclear whether that actually is Dr. Manhattan because they talk about how the body is like, oh, it's just it's not an actual body. It's like an energy construct right. or something. 
but yeah I, i'm guessing that's like kind of what happened and yeah i i just i love as well that they're having fun with that they know everyone is kind of getting sick of the batman who laughs mm. and that's the point of why he's in this like there was in that in that first issue he, he he references he knows everyone is sick of him yeah which again the fact that he now has the power seemingly to break the fourth wall i like when he becomes the darkest knight they should have called him mm-hmm. dr bad hatton because it's right there that was my joke and you stole it from my for your video title did, did i really i didn't think i did i thought i was being clever about that and last week i said not last week though in the first edition i said oh boy i hope that, that that's dr bat hatton oh no i don't remember that at all maybe maybe you incepted in my mind and i didn't even know you steal my dreams at night mad and replace them with dr bat hatton <laughs> <laughs> well if it makes you feel any better it didn't blow up the way i wanted it to so you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's fine uh he becomes the darkest knight which i almost feel like that's greg Papu- uh greg capullo taking the piss out of everyone like i'm one of the best goddamn artists in the thing here's my new character he's a black splotch yeah he's a shadow basically <laughs> i don't have to draw shit no 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 and hey i i like that they've finally gotten rid of that long-winded name the batman who laughs and now he's just the darkest night thank you i agree i was getting very <laughs> sick of saying the batman who laughs yeah needlessly long but uh yeah so definitely some cool shit going on in this issue and again it's it's schlock and i know it's schlock now and i'm going to be grading it on a different scale now because it's schlock yeah yeah i I fucking love schlock so it's 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 good in my book and yeah it's even more so schlock with the ending where they're like oh here's like this thing that probably half the readers don't even remember back from from jeff loeb's uh Mm -hmm. superman batman run in the early 2000s 2007 He's the toy makers robot that's opposite r- Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. That's right. What a fucking reference. I was so excited for that. What a I fucking so reference. I, I, I can only imagine because that's a great run and what a fun thing to call mm-hmm. back. And that it's now, now the new one is Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, the Trinity bot. Love it. Love it. Love it. What, what do you think Apocalypse is going to look like in this crazy world? Well, I think it, in that map, it looks like Apocalypse is like where Metropolis was. Oh. In that, in, at the start where they had that like map of the new world and it's the shape of the bat. It's like it's like where Metropolis was. So like I imagine because obviously Superman is there. Mm. Um, yeah, it's going to be like, like a hellscaped Metropolis maybe. Interesting. I like that a lot. Also, Lobo is still hanging out the periphery of this story and Sergeant mm. Rock is still narrating. Yeah. I, 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 I have a... Th- like it's not going to happen but i i have this thought that like oh maybe lobo's going after that box green arrow had oh <laughs> oh man if he brings back the box i will fucking cheer <laughs> i will audibly cheer if they work in that goddamn box in any capacity in this fandom event spam scott snyder what was in that box what? like is that box coming back just just that meme over and oh man shit we should totally write that because you can write questions into the fandom yeah, yeah. we should totally yeah. you're absolutely 100 percent correct everyone go and spam that with what's in the box man tell us what's in the box J- just put the meme there from seven what's in the box what's in the box <laughs> we're probably the only ones who remember that oh absolutely 100 oh, percent. no one no one read that green arrow run which is a shame <laughs> but uh yeah so that was death metal i enjoyed it because it's schlock a lot of people didn't mm-hmm. seem to enjoy it but maybe they'll come around 
Yeah, people are still thinking it's like a serious book like Doomsday Clock or something. Because mm. I guess probably because it has Dr. Manhattan in it. In a like, way. When they see that, they realize it can't be schlock and can't be fun. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Who, who can say for certain? Uh, I guess the other big event that this week uh, came out was Empire, the first official mm-hmm. issue of Empire. No more prologues, no more preludes. This is this is the realest dealess, and it was really good. It was, wasn't it? I uh, I dug this one too. I totally saw the Kotati heel turn from a mile away, but that still doesn't mean it wasn't well executed. I saw it a mile away. Yeah, it was really well executed. I thought they were going to run with that a little bit longer than they did. Mm. And it was going to be like an event that's like, oh, they pit these two sides against each other with like heroes on both sides and they got to fight and yeah. the ideologies and stuff. But yeah, just this first issue is just like, now oh, the Kotari are, you know, evil. They've been, they've been growing weapons in their magic garden in the yeah. shade. They're rightfully so evil because, you know, the Korean scroll turned on them first. Mm. Uh, there is like a, a, a morality to what they're doing. But yeah, they end up i guess murdering half the fantastic four yeah kind of it sure looked that way uh they got planted did it did uh i love yeah. iron man's bit where it's like dude we've been fighting the kree and the scroll forever you don't think i'm not like readily knowledgeable about their technology you don't think i can hack their computers and take them down in an instant well i did yeah here here thor throw this at them <laughs> throw this fucking hammer at them man I love that bit too, and Thor being like, "Oh, so you think you're a king now, Hulkling? Let me show you how heavy is the head that wears the crown, or how heavy is the arm that throws the hammer." <laughs> even even a uh, Black Panther had some good ones in where he's like, "Man, Super Scroll, you used to be cool, man. You changed." <laughs> yeah, what happened, man? <laughs> and Super Scroll, I was never cool. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a filthy human. Yeah, in a cool ass mech suit. Yeah, they, all the team got like some really cool stuff. You they got did. That, you got like uh, you got like Ghost Rider turning the Quinjet into like a Hell Charger Ghost Quinjet thing. That was fucking dope. I like they're like let's let Captain Marvel do the talking. I'm like as you should because she has military experience and she has mm-hmm. this big long history with the Kree. She should be the exactly. one to talk. Yeah. So yeah, lots of lots of fun stuff. Ooh, uh, She-Hulk might be turning against them, maybe because they're like, "Oh, they taught me how to meditate the Kotati and gave me a new amber hammer." I'm like, "Oh, did they now?" Yeah, yeah, they've turned her back into normal Jennifer, basically. Which uh, I'm very interested to see the immortal She-Hulk uh, thing from Ewing. Mm, yeah, I'd like to see them grow on that, especially because uh, Ewing had a pretty interesting thing in his own book as to what might be wrong with Jen. Yeah, I, I imagine that's going to all be, like, p- put together in that in that one shot. You'd certainly think so. Everyone else was quick to tell me, too, that, man, Sequoia looks like Kotal Khan, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> they all they all buy their same get-ups from, you know, uh, what is it, ancient Mayan urban outfitters. Yeah, yeah, the big surplus store. You know, where everyone gets their shit. But, uh, yeah, Empire is fun. <laughs> A lot of cool stuff. I like, uh, I, they make Hulkling sympathetic in a really interesting way because both Iron Man and Mr. Fantastic are like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Teddy? Working with the Pursuer and the Super Scroll? These guys are villains, you dumb kid. You don't know what you're doing. He's like, shut up, guys. I know what I'm doing. I, I stopped a <laughs> I war. He's strong. <laughs> yeah, I, I stopped a war between two races. What have you guys done? <laughs> and i just love that they're both clearly talking down to this kid and don't realize what they're doing and i thought that was fun oh yeah yeah they're way out of the depth <laughs> yeah i'm like this is why there's a champions guys when you adult heroes keep talking down to young heroes 
But uh, yeah, it's cool. There's going to be some fun times. I didn't read the Fantastic Four time, but I did breeze through it. I read it, yeah. Yeah, they uh, they go back to Earth. We get to see more of those kids they liberated. And they seem to be very important um, oh. to the story. Because Interesting. Because ob- obviously, um, well, in, the, in that book, we learn that they're, they're actually like the combined histories of the Korean Scroll empires, respectively. Mm. They have all the knowledge as to why they were made to fight in that arena right they have all the knowledge and because of that the Gotati send a uh, evil cult called the dark harvest after them to cull them to get rid of the history of the korean scroll empire um oh, and it's up shit. to val and uh val and franklin who take them to yancey street to protect them and they call in they put out like an apb for like anyone who can help and wolverine and spider-man uh answer the call but they get there too too late and and wolverine actually ends up maybe killing the scroll child maybe and yeah. it wouldn't be the first scroll he killed <laughs> well that, that's the thing like he she was uh transformed into like a tiger and he stabbed the tiger because the tiger tried to like leap on alicia uh. these 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 beings somehow know alicia is involved in this somehow oh shit that and, sounds um, pretty interesting actually i might have to check that out and yeah, she, he ends up like stabbing her and doesn't doesn't realize it was a child. Uh oh, uh oh. Yeah, it it seems very important. <laughs> These times seem very important. I mean, considering that they cancel all those other ones, I'm guessing the ones that they kept would have to be the most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, chat say there. Hey, Matt, are you guys gonna read that uh, Maestro mini series they're talking about uh, from Peter David? Yeah, maybe. Probably, yeah. Yeah, might check that one out. Uh, ba-dum, ba-dum. Uh, what else came out this week? Oh, we had an X-Men book this week, but I will say this was not my favorite X-Men book. That was Giant-Sized X-Men Magneto. I haven't read this one yet. Kind of boring, actually. Yeah. Really unexpected. It's Well, okay, here's the thing. So Hickman clearly does a lot of stuff here where it's like, okay, so none of this is important now, but this all might be important later. Okay, so it's like basically just set up. Yeah, like uh, Magneto wants to get an island because Emma Frost wants him to get her an island, so maybe they're forming an alliance <laughs> off to the side. Magneto can't get the island because turns out Namor owns the island. Oh god damn it! Goddamn pro- like ocean property. I know, right? He apparently <laughs> he, he wanted off some Danish people during World War II, <laughs> and I'm like, that's fun. And I'm like, oh, okay, so Magneto and Namor are hanging out. That's interesting. Because, you know, Namor basically told them all to fuck off when they formed Krakoa. Yep. And that he wasn't going to be part of their hippie-loving sex fest because he had all of his own (laughs) sex fish going on himself, so he was good. (laughs) Didn't want to share. Didn't want to share. No, Namor's not sharing his mermaid tail with nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they team up, and, like, that should be a bigger deal than it is, but it isn't. And Namor's like, cool, I'll give you the island because, like, I've worked with Emma Frost and I know she gets whatever she wants. Help me with this siren problem. And so they meet, like, the Greek sirens and they do that test thing from, like, Indiana Jones. Oh, really? Yeah, with the cup. And Namor fucking whiffs it, but Magneto's smart and he doesn't whiff it. And then that's (laughs) kind of the story. Does does he, like, turn old and there's some reason, like, a Nazi pin? (laughs) <laughs> I, I won't spoil it for you. They do something funny with a conch shell, but it's like, and then the story's over and Magneto gets a key from the sirens. And I'm like, well, this means nothing now, but I'm sure it will mean something later. Oh, I guarantee it. 
And he builds a new tower and it has a sentinel face for some reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a weird bit of interior decorating, but all right. <laughs> and that's the issue. And I, I didn't love the art. The undersea stuff was cool, but some of the faces were weird. Oh, really? Yeah. Not my not my favorite one. The other the other two giant sizes were much better. The fun mansion story with uh, Nightcrawler and the silent story with uh, Storm yeah. were much more creative. Yes, Storm and Jean Grey one was really good. Yeah, this this one wasn't great. It's not bad, but you expect more from Hickman at this point. Yeah, again, it just sounds like set up, and maybe yeah, it's gonna pay off somewhere down the line. Yeah, I, I mean, I could totally be slapping myself in the head later and be like, "Oh my god, he brought back the tower, he brought back the key, holy shit!" Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But as it sounds right now, that uh, wasn't great. Uh, what else did you mm. have, Matt? I had the final issue of Jimmy Olsen. Oh, holy shit! That finally came to an end. You don't say. Yeah, and it's uh, kind of required reading now. Ooh, you don't say. Yeah, so the the whole story is about the whole uh, book has been about Jimmy um, searching for who who's trying to kill him, who's trying to assassinate him, and everything. And he did learn a couple of issues ago it was his brother, Julian, oh, yes. because of he's like doing all these things against the family and everything. Uh, but yeah, this last issue uh, really took things in a in a way I didn't see coming. Um, one is that Jimmy Olsen is now the owner of the Daily Planet. Oh shit, that is important. Yeah, um, for someone who's you know outdated and and old and doesn't serve a purpose now, modern comics now is one of the most important characters. Um, <laughs> uh, another thing is he's related to Lex Luthor. What? Um, so throughout this whole event, uh, th at this whole story, we've been getting like backstory on like how. His family came to Metropolis and was one of the founding families. And right, right. Another founding family was the Luthers, and at some point they married into each other, and uh... they do it really, really well. This issue where it's like Lex kind of knew this whole time and was keeping it a secret because you ever wonder why Lex Luthor had orange hair? No, because his family married into the Olsen family. Oh shit! And he's tech. He's technically Jimmy's uncle or like uncle twice removed or something oh wow um and the best thing is jimmy ends up having him buy the uh the daily planet because of old like family laws that they have to abide by where it's like if a family member votes on how the financial holdings of the family are used something something it's like some jargon or something um so he basically kind of blackmails lex into um buying the daily planet and making him publisher and in doing so he will leave lex alone because lex told him it was julian who killed him but lex didn't leave well enough alone and and just trying to like pin it on himself because he's lex luther he has to tell people that of course he's the grand you know genius he is and yeah he jimmy does doesn't care he records the whole conversation so if he wanted to he could send lex to jail but he doesn't want to he wants the daily planet to be bought out so they will be fine because that's the whole thing in in bendis's run with the the um the daily planet is um suffering from uh them outing the the invisible mafia as the the owners and because of that the paper's right. gonna be like shut down by the government and everything but jimmy bought it all out and it's all fine now oh huh well i'll be damned yeah, it's, it's a 
it's a really important book. I didn't think it would end up being it because the whole book is just like wacky, yeah, Jimmy Olsen adventures, Golden Age shit, everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just turns into this like, oh, this is actually really important. Also, now that Matt Fraction is done with that, maybe they can move him up to something with more eyes on it. <laughs> yeah, Batman, Batman, yeah, Batman. Fingers crossed for Batman. Come on, I mean, give him a Superman book. Give yeah, him something. Yeah, give him anything. He's Matt Fraction. Come on. <laughs> as long as he goes with the the artist well steve uh steve lieber lieber right he's a really good artist and he he, he, the stuff he did in this jimmy olsen book was just fantastic yeah it looked really good yeah Uh, speaking of big things uh the last book i actually read this week again i know i'm really slow this week guys i apologize it was my birthday and there was ghost of tsushima i (laughs) I promise i'm gonna read more and we did this show a day early so i didn't even have time to catch up on that but uh the last book I read this week was Venom twenty six, and this this was fucking huge. I uh, yeah I, I'm I've still got to read this book, but yeah I flick through it and I'm like oh shit this is awesome. This, this is goddamn massive. So uh, Eddie is still missing his arm from the last arc, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. he's desperately trying to find someone who can help out his son Dylan. Uh, because they know Null is coming. They know he has some weird connection to this hive mind, that he has these powers, yeah. that he might not even be human. And Eddie basically just throws up his hands and goes, okay, I'm not smart enough to understand this. We need to find someone smart enough to understand this. Yeah, and that's where they find the Maker. The Maker, who has basically been hanging over Eddie and been a thorn in his side since the first arc. And he's kind of been off doing his own thing. And the last time we saw him, the Maker was talking to the Council of Reeds. And they're like, "Uh, well, can we even call you a reed technically because you don't have an earth anymore? Yours got destroyed. And the maker's like, no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure the ultimate universe is still out there. But, you know, getting to another universe might kill me. Luckily, uh, I think I figured out how to do it. And that is the symbiotes. The symbiotes have always been able to travel between universes. And if I can use one like a spacesuit, I can totally get there. And he has the ultimate Venom symbiote, which he says, you know, oh, this one was created in a lab. So it's not Mm -hmm. connected to the hive mind. It's synthetic. So it's basically invisible to Eddie's suit. Mm -hmm. It can't see it. And because, you know, it was created through science, the maker has upgraded it. Now it's stronger than uh eddie's mm-hmm. suit yeah i like that scene where like eddie confronts him and like he gets the suit the the maker gets the symbiote on him and it like kind of wraps around him and like oh shit that's it's, awesome it's very fucking cool and you're thinking wow that's insane on top of all of this there's a new villain who's chasing after eddie uh, a person who's running around in what is clearly some reclaimed uh war machine armor that's been painted it absolutely up. is it absolutely oh. is a war machine armor now that looking at it through this issue <laughs> yeah 100 percent. that's just been painted up to look like the venom symbiote ironically much like the punisher painted up the war machine suit to look like the punisher <laughs> I wonder if it's that same suit. It could very well be. I don't remember what happened to the War Machine suit at the end of that no, story. I don't either. I don't either. But uh, yeah, this person is calling themselves Virus, and they have a bone to pick with Eddie, and it's that classic, you know, Enrique Montoya, you know, you, you killed my father, prepare to die. And he's like, I don't even fucking know who you are. <laughs> so, which obviously pisses off Virus more. Virus fucks up... Uh, the maker's lab which means they all end up tumbling through uh maker's portal and they all seemingly end up in different places the maker actually gets back to the ultimate universe like he wanted earth 610 it's or uh, 1610 it's still there but it's really fucking destroyed like it's almost completely gone which is apparently yeah. ex- exactly what the maker wanted 
yeah i think it's like yeah just before it actually gets destroyed because like there's like the sign saying like where are the ultimates and yeah, all yeah. this sort of stuff so yeah so he's super yeah again it, it could be the same universe at a different time we're not exactly mm-hmm. sure it's a hell of a thing and uh eddie and dylan they're either in the same universe or somewhere else but wherever they are it looks like null is taken over because null symbol is everywhere yeah yeah and i'm like this is fucking crazy again just when i think you know donny cates is going to be resting on his laurels and you know venom won't be as amazing anymore he takes it into a completely different direction and this was the first issue in that arc yes this was just issue one of a new arc <laughs> uh yeah like again if you told me five years ago hey joel venom's gonna be one of your favorite books and also oh hey they're gonna bring back the ultimate universe i'd call you fucking crazy <laughs> i'm i'm pretty excited for the ultimate universe to be coming back again we don't know if it's coming back it still might just finished off getting destroyed at the end of this arc maybe this is donny cates being like well let me play with it just a little bit before you put it away <laughs> it could be but it could also be one of those things where it's like okay we'll bring it back and we'll see how people react to mm. it and if people really want it we'll bring it back it'll be different but we'll bring it back again you know i I feel one of the reasons they probably kept the ultimate universe away as long as they have is because of the bendis connection it was bendis's baby it was his creation more or less and keeping it gone was their way to spite him but bringing it back under someone else and making it popular again without him might also be another way to spite him (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) what's that old saying the best revenge is living well well the best revenge is bringing back your universe and doing it without you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know that's a whole conversation in and of itself you know should the ultimate universe come back and if so what form could it take yeah especially because as far as i say yo the ultimate universe does exist it's called the movies <laughs> yeah that's that's true that's true like literally all the best ideas the movies took from the ultimate universe <laughs> that's my thing it's like no nah, it never went away they just became movies <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's all I read this week. Uh, do you want a lightning round some more if you have them, Matt? Uh, well, the, all I the other only the other book I read was uh, uh, Justice League issue forty nine. Oh yes, yes, yes. This is the start of a new arc. Yes. Uh, this is the second issue in the new arc. Right. Um, okay. Written by Cy Spira. I uh, wrote the Doctor Afra books. Oh, right on. Um, yeah. This this new arc is called Overlords. It's actually really quite cool um it's very wonder woman centric nice. and it's about the, in the first issue the league go to a they, they respond to a distress signal and they it takes them to a planet where there's two opposing factions the way of the cell and the way of the spark mm. um and they're they both transformers have ideologies <laughs> basically the sparks are they're like cyborg people whereas the way of the cell are like all like natural organic and mm. everything and they were ruled by like an evil empress and league sort of like step in to like help um and wonder woman is kind of uh sort of reluctant to do this because she doesn't want to become a ruler and kind of says as much to the the justice league we're heroes we're not rulers we're mm. not designed to rule these people how, how very star just, trek yeah the, the league like well they don't intend to rule they want to help and that means leading right right and in and in this issue it's it's really well done because uh diana relates it back to a story of an ancient uh queen on earth uh, a giantess who did pretty much exactly what the league are doing where she 
saw all these warlords, uh, you know, ruining people's lives, so she killed them all and took over, but because she was a warrior or a hero, she didn't know how to rule, mm. and that's exactly what happened to the League. They they took over and they end up doing all these things wrong, where they, they, they mean well, but they, mm. they're not realising that they're doing bad, like Batman... Um, the the races have like two separate communication um, fields and the empress was in charge of both of them so she could manipulate them right um, and he decides to combine them oh. and the problem with that is is um, the way of the spark when they when they get organic signals it's like as Wonder Woman puts it them getting a blood transfusion from a sewer oh. it like hurts them and Batman didn't know that um, flash ends up stopping a mating ritual which to him looks like cannibalism but it's not so it's one and of those uh, would... road to hell is paved with good intentions type of stories yeah 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 and uh, yeah that is the league trying to figure out all this sort of stuff superman's trying to stop like these missiles heading towards the sun but he learns that they're not actually missiles they're the people's souls that go into the sun when they die oh. and if he were to stop them he would be stopping people from getting into their heaven <laughs> no heaven for you says superman (laughs) all this really cool stuff and i I just like that it's focusing on wonder woman because like yeah it would focus on her because she comes from an amazonian race that is like she came to to um to like man's world and didn't install her like beliefs on them and she's royalty yeah 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 so she she understands it all and and as well i think this was meant to be timed for like when the movie came out right as well yeah yeah so yeah it's actually really really cool for just like a like quick sort of you know filler arc it's really good sounds uh, yeah sounds very classic science fiction yeah it is it totally is i might have to check that one out that sounds like a good sales pitch yeah yeah so uh yeah, I guess that's the show this week, everyone. Sorry it's not as long as it normally is. Again, this is what happens when, you know, we do a show on Saturday. Matt and I haven't had as much time to read as much as we normally do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, again, thank you so much for hanging out with us uh, for an hour on Saturday night. We hope we're uh, able to bring you a little joy there, a little entertainment, a little distraction if you need it. Uh, what do you got planned for the rest of the night, Matt? I uh, I feel like I gotta go take a shower right away because I don't know if people can tell, but I have <laughs> sweat through my clothes yet again. <laughs> well, I'm looking to do like a bunch of reviews, and then I'm probably gonna reward myself with more Ghosts of Tsushima. Yeah, there you go. That sounds like a good way to do it. What uh, what quest was I doing before we started? Ooh, I got uh, I got the Ronin outfit. I am all about that Ronin outfit. Because I can finally. Oh, I was just about to start that quest. So I can finally look like the dude from Samurai Champlow, and if I color it white, <laughs> I can be Samurai Jack. <laughs> yeah, I just got to get enough flowers to buy that big hat. Yeah, that, man, doesn't that sound funny? Everyone, we need flowers to buy hats, <laughs> and it costs a fair bit. <laughs> it does. I couldn't believe that. I'm like, why is the best hat behind all the flowers? <laughs> and why is the flowers currency? <laughs> yeah, it's the damn dis- Well, it makes sense because it's like, oh, you know, a war took place here, so you know, the money's no good anymore. Yeah. I mean, shit. That's true. I mean, shit. The Mongols are after rice. It's all about rice. Give us your rice. <laughs> rice and sake. <laughs> rice and sake. Man, I actually love what they do with the Mongols in this game because it would be very easy to make them like, oh, they're basically the orcs. They're a mindless fucking horde of killers. But no, mm-hmm. right off the bat, they're like, no, the Mongols are smart. They conquered most of their known world at the time because they were really fucking smart. Like the main villain, the Darth uh, Vader of the mongols is like no i speak japanese i know your tactics and your culture that's why i'm gonna be conquering you 
and he, and he uses that to an advantage especially at the start where like that guy like confronts him mm-hmm. and he like and that samurai thinks he's going to be honorable but he's like no i'll just like throw a bottle of sake at you and then set you on fire wow what a what a power move what big dick energy from this guy yeah <laughs> also the game is interesting too because like Sashima's not real that's a fictional place but like Mm -hmm. a bunch of the people are real or at least from lore when it's like oh Mm -hmm. i am the grandson of Genghis or whatever like okay so this guy is related to Genghis khan and then you got Mm -hmm. like yamato and adachi and all these other like clans that i'm like i'm pretty sure those are things from places yeah it's it's a bit of like fictional and real and yeah yeah a little uh little magical realism there going on mm-hmm. uh, especially when you learn the super moves and they're like yo and there was this guy and he was such a badass he fought the lightning himself i'm like well clearly that didn't happen clearly the lightning just angered a bunch of wildlife and he fought that no man he was fucking he fought the lightning demons because he was such <laughs> a badass <laughs> yeah he could harness the lightning into a strike and this guy tried to do it but lightning just hit him and burned him to death yo yo and he slayed the sky monster with the bow and arrow but he was cursed no he clearly just went crazy he clearly just had like alzheimer's or something (laughs) shot a seagull out of the sky yeah and that drove him nuts and i'm like okay i I dig the magical realism (laughs) as as the chat says i think a lot of people are related to Genghis khan yeah because all the cons did was ride and fuck and ride and fuck and conquer Yep. <laughs> There's trees in Mongolia that are related to the related to the cons. <laughs> that's that, that's my favorite uh, Patton Oswald bit from the last little bit where he like did that 23 and me and it's like, well, I got all the pasty countries that I thought here. And then a big uh, spike in Mongolia? What? Oh, yeah, Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a little related to him. That's how much riding and fucking they did. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note everyone i i will be riding off into the sunset myself thank you for coming and watching the show with us and matt and i will be back again next week probably on our normal day and time absolutely all right so until then everybody bye-bye bye